What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Brill here to tell you guys about my friends from Big Friendly Productions. Now, they specialize in creating merchandise for bands, artists, and even lifestyle brands. With their in-house equipment, they can provide shirts, branded hats, and more, as well as some graphic design services. They offer order fulfillment to handle your online orders and ship your merch straight to your fans from their shop. Down in good old Birmingham, Alabama, baby. Now, whether you are getting your first shirt, you're just starting out, or you're going on a 40-show run, hit them up for all your merchandising needs. Check out their website, bigfriendlyproductions.com or shoot them an email, merchandising at bigfriendlyproductions.com. Now we're going to get into the episode. This is Outside the Round with Matt Brill. Also make sure you guys like, rate, subscribe, tell your mama and them. And for more details and uh, to get in touch with the rest of the familia, visit raiserowdy.com. Now let's get into it. Outside the Round with me, Matt Brill, a Raised Rowdy podcast. This is Outside the Round with Matt Burrill, a Rage Rowdy podcast. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Outside the Round. Um, got a great episode today. A girl who I've known for literally since I moved to Nashville five years ago, uh, who's been like a little sister to me and watching her grow up and get into all kinds of crazy shit um from <laughs> being a small town girl down in spring hill tennessee to now being on the card for this week's actually tonight's rough and rowdy fight um brought to you by barstool sports fighting representing the great city of nashville the great street of broadway we've got our girl ireland broadway gabriella is i guess your fight yeah. name right yeah that's what we're going with how the hell did that all come to freaking be so i applied i wanted to fight grace o'malley last year oh that would have been a good Chicken one Price yep. i wanted to fight her so bad <laughs> and they needed an opponent and like we couldn't meet in weight class it just wasn't going to happen and so i like had applied i sent in all the information i did all of the like i did everything everything you could have done i like i was like i'll i'll gain 40 like 20 pounds i'll do whatever you want like i'll do it yeah and they were like no sorry <laughs> and so i like i trained for a year I kind of gave it up in like February and I was like, whatever. And then this is so stupid. August 1st or August 2nd, I think uh, it was August 1st. There was a TikTok sound. This is so dumb because this is such my life. There was a TikTok sound that went viral on August 1st. And it was like that Playboy Cardi song that was like, wake up. It's the first of the month. That stupid sound. And everyone was like, do it for good luck for the month. Da, 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 whatever. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. It was six in the morning. I was driving home and I I used it, put it up by 9 a.m. By 11:30, I had I like had got a phone call and it said it was like Wheeling, West Virginia, and it just said Jerry on the top. And I was like, Jerry. I was like, Jerry, who's Jerry? But like, I do so many things that I was like, I have to like I answer every phone call. Like, if you call me and I don't know your number, I'm gonna answer it. And so, I answered the call and he was like, Hey, this is Jerry from Barstool Sports. Um, I was wondering if you you wanted to fight on the Barstool's Rough and Rowdy 22. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, when is it? He was like, 18 days. And I was like, sure. When do you need to know about it? He was like, by the time the phone calls up. So I'm like on the phone with him trying to buy time, like asking questions, like logistical, trying to buy time on this call and like texting everyone I knew being like, is this a good idea? Texting coaches being like, 18 days? Could we do it in 18 days? Do you think we could? And I text my friend, Alan, who's one of my coaches. And I was like, 
I need your honest opinion. He was like, what? And he knows, like, he knows how I am. So he was like, what are you doing now? And I was like, you think I could fight in 18 days on Rough and Rowdy? And he was like, yeah, we're in. Done. Tell him yes. Tell him yes. <laughs> we had no idea. Like, I didn't know what, I didn't know what it was going to, like, bring. I didn't know what camp was going to be like. And so I told Jerry yes. They sent over all the contract paperwork. And it didn't feel real until I got in the gym that night. And they were like, you're going to spar tonight. We got to see where you're at, like, tonight. And so I sparred a coach. Did not go well. And they were like, we have 18 days to pull this together. And so I've been in the gym every day for hours. Is that where you were before this? Uh, I, was at, this? I was at work before this, and I'll go after this for a couple hours tonight. Wow. I'll go fight. Well, where, now, where's the gym at? I go to Music City Boxing. It's in the Nations. Um, it's Caleb Plant's home gym. Oh, it's nice. A, yeah. yeah. So it's a great gym with great coaches. Um, the atmosphere is so much fun. Everybody's great. So we'll... It's fucking wild. Dude, I remember buying the rough and rowdy fights back in the day before I moved to Nashville. Like when they yeah. first started doing it, I was staying at my buddy, um, my, my friends, Brian and Corinne. I used to crash mm-hmm. on their couch in their basement when I was working in radio because it was closer to the station. Yeah. I grew up like two hours away from where I was doing radio stuff at. So I remember just getting getting high and watching those and being like, this is fucking wild. And now and then when I was scrolling through because I, I follow the, the main account yeah. and I'll, I'll scroll through and I saw I was like. What the fuck is Ireland doing Dude, down here? I didn't I didn't tell anybody. I like I said yes and then we started training and I just like I have I didn't say a word until like all the contracts were signed, until like the ad mat was done for that post, until like all the video stuff was done. I didn't say a word. And so like all of my friends are like, "What are you what are you doing later?" I'm like, "I'm busy. Sorry. I'm busy. Every day I was busy." <laughs> I just like shut out everybody. I stopped talking to people, stopped answering phone calls. And I was like, I, I have to prep for this. And so once that got posted, they posted it before I posted it. The one, the thing you saw. Yeah. And you were the first person that like had reposted it. And that was the, when you posted it was the first time I saw it. No shit. Yeah. So when I saw you tagged me in something, I was like, Matt, what did he tag me in? And I looked at it and that was the first time it like set in, in my whole body, like just like caved in. It felt like it felt so real. I was like, Wow. That's like the Barstool and Rough and Rowdy logo on the ad mat. That's my height. That's my weight. That's me. That's her. That's the thing. Yeah. And that, that was the first time I like really saw like that it was real. <laughs> I would have never guessed this shit. So, <laughs> me so some backstory. So Ireland and I first met. So um, I moved to Nashville in October of 2018. And. I was living, my first roommate was a guy named Dakota, Dakota Tate, and that is Ireland's older brother. And that was how I, I had gotten to know you yeah. and your bro, your other brothers. And which, that's when you guys lived in Spring Hill. That was when we lived in Spring Hill. At with, the apartment. Yeah, with Cooper and, what was that other dog? Pain in the ass dog. Oh my gosh. Uh, that she was Zoe. Zo- that, Dude. That dog sucked. I hated that dog. I love dogs. <laughs> I, there's not a dog that I don't love. That dog Pain in the ass. Awful. Which it was wild because it was just the dynamic. Like I was living in a room that didn't have windows. I was in like the the, you were the in that bonus back room. corner room. I was in the that bonus weird, room. Yeah. Which was great for when I was working on Broadway because then I'd come home and then I wouldn't have the sun waking me up and right. I'd sleep till. And that's when you guys were all working on Broadway. Oh yeah. Like that the was, entire crew was on Broadway. Yeah, myself, all the time. Dakota, Dave, Ethan. Ethan, Jake Arch, like all of us together. Yeah. And um and then I'd gotten to know. No, you because I, I was like, hey, this is my sister Ireland. You'd come over to the house, or we'd go over yeah. to we'd go over to your parents' house for dinner. And yeah. I remember the first time I went over to the um, are they still down there in Spring Hill? Yeah. Awesome. How's how are the brothers doing? They're they're good. Everybody's good. Are Everybody's... they all out of high school now? Yeah. 
Holy crap. Yeah, how tall how tall is Journey Tate? Journey is seven foot even, I think, right Jeez. now. Jeez. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I go in there and I'm me. The car's like, these are my little brothers, and I'm looking up They're at like Journey. Little? I'm like, yeah. this is not a little brother. This kid's like six eight, six nine at that point. Yeah. And he, and he was only what, twenty eighteen? He was only eighteen or nineteen. Was, yeah. No. No, he was younger than that. He was born in 01. He was 17. Yeah, 17. He was a kid. Yeah, and then and then so Treasure's out of college, out of high Treasure school. Treasure just graduated. So are they both in are they doing the college thing or are they working or what They're are they They're both doing? working. Treasure owns a lawn care business. Oh nice. Yeah, whole LLC and everything. The kids got it going on. Wow. Yeah, like he's like fully invested in this. Um, Journey works and I think he wants to go to mechanic school. Nice. I'm not really sure. That's a big guy to get underneath get underneath a vehicle. I think you that really a lot gotta... when he's working on cars, I'm like, how do your hands <laughs> yeah. how do you whatever. Whatever floats his boat. Yeah, whatever. but I remember the first time going in there and we were hanging out in your dad's studio. Um, which yeah. that was to me like one of the coolest things was Dakota was like, yeah, my dad works in music and does this. And I was like, oh, country? He's like, no, like like metal, but like worship, like rock. And yeah. I was like, what is that? Like, so bands like Audio Adrenaline and like the heavy stuff. And yeah. I remember hanging out, hanging in there. And your dad is a large man as well. Yes, my dad is 6'5 and he, scary. Looks like bald. Yeah. And mm-hmm. does he still have the goatee? Oh, yeah. And it's like down to here. Oh, it's down to there it's now. It's so long. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. But I remember being intimidated. I was like, because I had just moved down from New York. So you talk about culture shock. I, I remember this. You came in a leather jacket and you're. <laughs> You had like this thicker New York accent oh, thing yeah. going on. Thicker than, like, still now you can hear it, but like, it was thick. Yeah. And I was like, who is this kid? I was like, this is just another one of these roommates that's gonna move down here and be like, I'll do it for a year and then they're gonna leave. And then you stayed. Yeah. And now we're doing this and like, it's yeah. wild. And I was reeking of cigarettes back then. Yes, you Back were. then I was that two, was... I was two packs a day of cigarettes working on Broadway, doing all that shit. But I remember sitting in the studio and I said something, I think I let a GD slip. I think I said like, God damn, or I said something. I, I remember, will never yeah. forget that moment. Yeah. And I got in the car with Dakota in his, in his Dodge Avenger. And I remember Dakota being like, dude, what were you doing in there? I'm like, what do you mean? I was just talking. He's like, you said this, you said that. Like, this is a, this is like, my parents are super, like, you guys are so Christian. Y'all got like, each of you got like two middle names. Yeah, I've got three. The boys you've each got, have two. You've got three. What are your three? I know Gabriella's one. So my full legal name is Ireland Gabriella Symphony Rain Tate. Wow. That's my full legal name. That is. My driver's license doesn't even have my last name on it because it's so long. It doesn't even fit. <laughs> That's awesome. So like... <laughs> That's awesome. And then did you, because I remember Coda saying that he grew up, um, that he was in school but did like the, the church school kind of stuff, like homeschool yeah, so... kind of stuff. So what was... Because I feel like that changes as like because I was I was the oldest in my family too. I've got a brother and sister, so I, oldest child is always the guinea pig. Always. you know, always the guinea pig. Yeah. So for you being child number two. So I we were all homeschooled and all did public school and all like it was weird. So Dakota went to public school and then he was homeschooled and then he went to public school for high school. I was public school public school until seventh grade. Got completely pulled out because I just like. Middle school is terrible for me. I, I had like the craziest middle school experience. My one year in middle school, I had the, it was the wildest thing. What, what made it so wild? I, I had a teach. So fifth grade, fifth grade is middle school here, and I had a fifth grade teacher who was amazing. And halfway through the year, she retired. She was just older, and she retired and like needed to be done. We got this new teacher in, and I went from like an A and B student, like thriving to failing fifth grade, which. How do you fail fifth grade? It's fifth yeah. grade. And my mom went in and my mom was like, she just doesn't work hard. Sorry. Like my teacher was like, she just doesn't, she doesn't try. And my mom was like, mm, I don't buy it. And so 
fast forward in the fifth grade year, my teacher's college age son came to our classroom and me being me, like I'll talk to anybody college age boy in a fifth grade classroom. I'm all over it. <laughs> and after the, after he left, I went up to her and I was like, what kind of girls do you let your son date? Wow. I was in the fifth grade. Wow. Ballsy. Shooting shots. Yeah. And she turned to me and she was like, not whores like you. Whoa. In fifth grade. And I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> and my friend Mackenzie, I was like, Mackenzie, what is that? Because everybody was like, oh no. Like she said a bad word. And I was like, I don't know what that is. Like I grew up like, like I grew up in a Christian home. Like A very Christian yeah, home. Yeah. So like we weren't saying bad words. We didn't watch anything that had bad words in it. So I didn't know. And she was like, you know, like a whore. And I was like. I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know what a, that is. And she was like, look it up in the dictionary. And that's when, like, you didn't have Google. We didn't have phones. There was no computers, like, in the classroom. We had dictionaries, like, on the back wall, like, the whole, like, all, like, 30 of them. So I looked up whore, H-O-R. That's not in there. And I was like, this is not a word. And they were like, no, Ireland, like a hoe. And I still can't figure it out. So I, like, look up hoe, backhoe, like a garden hoe. And I'm still so confused. And she was like, a whore, Ireland. So W-H-O-R-E, which in the dictionary is a promiscuous woman. So then I'm like looking at promiscuous. And that had the word, the definition had the word sexual in it, which is short as sex. And I was like, that's a bad word. This is b- bad. This is bad. And that was like, that was my unfolding of like, this is a bad word. So I went home that night and at dinner, my whole family at the dinner table, I was like, mom, what is a whore? I thought my mom was, my mom fell out. I thought, poor Gina. Gina lost it. She was like, where did you learn that? And I was like, well, Miss Murphy called me whore today. Oh, no. And she was like. And you could just see it. Like, you ever, like, tell your mom something and your mom does the mom thing? Yes. Like, mama bear, like, full rage. That was my mom in that moment, which doesn't happen. You know her. Yes. That doesn't happen. No. And so the next morning, she drove me to school. She got out with me in the car at her line, walked me into the principal's office, explained what happened, pulled me out of school. And so I was pulled out of school for like 10 days, got moved out of that class. Summer came around, went to middle school and just had like pretty much the same stuff happen, but just on like a bigger, more terrible scale of middle school of like teachers do not care. Yeah. They just like, it was over. Like it was so bad. And so sixth grade, like the end of my sixth grade, they were like, you're not going back to school. You're done. So what is homeschool like? Cause I've never done that. It's so much fun. 10 out of 10 recommend. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah. You get all your homework and then you can just do it. And then you have nothing else to do. Yeah. So I would do all my school on like Monday for the whole week. Wow. And then I didn't have anything to do Tuesday through Friday. I got a job. I was like playing sports. Yeah. You were always working. I do remember that. You've always, because yes. you were working, was it at, you were doing something with horses? So that's when I acquired horses. Oh, yeah, because you just ended up with this horse. That was when I was dating that Ashley girl that went to Clemson. Yes. Right Th- before COVID. Yes, right before COVID. And that's when I got them right before COVID. I acquired five horses from this old lady in Columbia. She was like, if you can catch them, you can have them. See, that's where my mentality is of like, I can do anything. Yeah. That's how this whole fighting thing happened. I was like, I can do anything once for sure. Acquire five horses and catch them and train them. Sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. That's freaking wild. What did your, um, what has the family said about the rough and rowdy thing? So I called my mom when, when I got off the phone with Jerry and Jerry was, she was like, okay. And I could like, <laughs> you can see it happening. Like the wheels are turning and she's like, and like, I can hear her on the phone and she's like, not saying a lot. She was like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And then I called treasure and I told treasure and he was like, 
I hope you can hit. <laughs> and we like we didn't tell Journey. No, you can't tell Journey. Journey will tell anybody anything. Journey, yeah. Journey is the biggest mouth. Journey will not keep a secret, save his life. Yeah. So we didn't tell Journey until it was announced. So like Journey saw it on Rough and Rowdy before I told him. And then I texted him. I said, Oh yeah, I'm doing Rough and Rowdy. And he goes, I saw. <laughs> Dakota thinks I'm insane. Yeah. My dad was like, my dad didn't even say anything. This is what my dad did. Okay. <laughs> Oh, the Rob Tate eyes. Yes. And that was the whole thing. That's like, that was the whole thing. And I just like looked at him and I was like, I'll be okay. And he goes. And he never said a word. He just like, his eyes just got really big. And I'm like, I know in his dad head, he's just like, I hope she doesn't get hit. Like, yeah. I hope. Yeah. But like, it'll be okay. Yeah. You're, you're quick on your feet. Yeah, like I've been athletic my whole life. I think. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely have been, and you got, you got. I've looked over like the stats. You got, you got five inches. Five inches and five pounds. Yes, so five we'll, inches and we'll five weigh pounds. In, we'll weigh in at one fifty. So I've got to drop. I've got to. It's just water weight. Yeah. One fifty on Thursday for press conference and weigh-ins, and then I'll probably bulk up to. I can't go over one fifty nine nine, so I'll get to one fifty nine eight. Yeah. By Friday night. You better believe it. I'm yeah. going to get it all in there. Yeah. So it'll be. Have you talked to, what is it, Baby Machete? Is that the girl's name? Dude. Oh, so you have. Okay. No. That's no. the stupid thing. She knew who I was before I knew who she was. So she knew that she was fighting me before I knew she, I was fighting her. So she already blocked me before, like, before I even knew who I was fighting. Oh, no. So for, like, days, I thought she just didn't have social media because I had, like, tried to look her up. I had tried to, like, find anything on her. Couldn't find anything. And you're very good at finding stuff yeah, on people. Like, we could talk about that story. Oh, uh, dude. We'll talk about the stakeout and all that in a second. <laughs> but so have you, so you've had no communication with her? No, none. And I like I tried to look her up, tried to find her online, couldn't find anything. And I was talking to somebody about it, and they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, she, she's not on the internet. Like, she's just, she's just some random girl. And they were like, mm-mm, she's tagged on everything. And I was like, no, she's not. You know what's funny? I can't find – I couldn't find her either. Like, when I saw it, it was just you tagged. She, she probably looked at me. She blocked people. everybody. Yeah. And so – which you can't block people entirely from the internet. Like, you think you're <laughs> going to block me? You know how many accounts I run and how many yes. accounts I have? Yes. You can't block me. <laughs> so once I figured out how to get around it and found her online, she, nightmare of a girl. Like, yes. trailer trash. Yeah. Just like her mom wears blue eyeshadow. Ooh, it's 2023. Yeah, and her. Well, this so, is, she's from from Wheeling, West Virginia. Yeah, like it's, it's 2003. <laughs> That's how that works. They have not caught yes, up over there. Yeah, and so she's like blocked me and everything, and she like I sent in a video to them, like to Rough and Rowdy, and she sent in a video, and I was like, honestly, first of all, like your name is dumb as hell, like. Baby machete, be for real with yourself. And that's like the opening of this video. And she was like, oh, so you stalked me, da-da-da, whatever. And I was like, dude, you blocked me first. Yeah. You you started it. And yeah. so I just, her mom is like trolling all of my comments. Can you imagine being a 22-year-old girl and you have your 40-year-old mom trolling somebody else's comments for Oof. you? Be for real. Yeah. Come on. That's wild. So she it's just... So let's talk about this story of how I learned. This is when I, I really learned to never, never mess with the Tates. Um, <laughs> this was when? This was BC. This was before COVID. Um, when the fuck was this? This was, I wasn't even on the road with Muscadine yet. I don't think. I think no. this was the spring of 2018. Or no, spring of 2019. Because it was after the, it was after football season had already happened. I remember it was warm outside because you guys went to a park. 
Wait, which stakeout was this? I'm talking about Dave. D- with the girl. Yeah. What was her name? I don't remember her name, but that. Because she had it was a real name, and then there was the name that she gave us. Like Nicole or. No, it wasn't Nicole. The fuck was it? And this girl, like, because I remember being on she the. She had ro- like a basic white girl name though. Like it was like was super. It Amber. No. Dave like got a. Per- there was like it was a whole thing. That was bad. That was really bad. It was like, I just remember. This is what I remember. I remember all of you coming to the house because I was still living at my parents' house. I remember all of you coming over, and like Dave was like giving me the facts on what was going on. You were giving me your side of the facts, and then Dakota was like, "Figure it out." <laughs> and I was like, "What is happening?" Classic Dakota. Classic. <laughs> and I was like, "What is going on?" And so I start like researching this girl. Just to find out she's, like, committing insurance fraud. She's married, lives down the, like, lived in Columbia, was working with a girl that I went to high school with. But she had, the girl I asked about it, she was like, no, that's not her name. Her name is this. Yeah. And that's how we figured out she was committing the insurance fraud with, like, telling people she was sick. Yeah. And then, like, marrying people for insurance money or, like, whatever it was. And I remember I had printed out, like, all of those articles and, like, insurance statements. And, like, I found all this stuff on her. And I like I remember putting it in a manila folder, like really official. And I put Dave's name on the side and I just like took it to him and I was like, here you go. <laughs> I was like, I am done. Yeah, because it was a crazy situation because they like they matched on a social media app. Yep. And then she came over to our apartment for dinner yeah. multiple times. And then like one you guys of, like kind of knew her like oh, yeah, pretty she well. Was, like you guys yeah. knew, like hung out. Oh yeah. She was over the house. Um, or over the apartment. She would go out with us, like go yeah. out with us to dinner. And then I remember she she had said she had some kind of illness, like she said, fake that she had cancer. Yes, and that's was, what it was. She, and she, but she was going to Africa. She was going to Africa for the children for that the she sponsored ch- with yes. her fucking church that she claimed that didn't even exist. The church didn't exist. The children didn't exist. Nothing. None of it existed. And then I remember because I was on. It was that was when I was working a lot with Ethan Willis. Yeah. And I remember Dave was playing guitar. It was my first time at Slide and Ride. Yeah. Um, in Martin, RIP yep. to Slide and Ride. We've had many good times there over the years. Um, love you, Pookie. Um, <laughs> and we went, we went out to Slide and Ride. I remember we were trying to sound check, and Dave kept being on, was on the phone with this girl because she apparently had to fly up to Portland, Maine, to fly from Portland, Maine to Africa, which didn't make sense. Yeah, I yes, that, that was, the was other a thing. red fucking that flag. Was the, that was another thing because Dave was like, "This is the flight situation," and I was like, "That." There's no flights that way. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, there are no, that doesn't exist. Yeah. I, I fly all the time. I, you don't go from Nashville to Portland to Africa. No, they don't do international flights out of Portland. No, that I was like, JFK, maybe Atlanta for sure. Yeah. Portland? Yeah. I was like, dude. And he was like, that's what I thought, but that's what she said. And there were like screenshots of like an edited flight, like with, like you have a flight confirmation it says like you know B and A and then in the middle the tiny letters will have like your layover with how long it is and then like landing in ATL or whatever. Yeah. And I was like that doesn't exist. I was like this flight is not real. I was like you can look it up. This is not existent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember, I just, like, I remember being on the phone with her. I was cuz Dave was on the phone with her. I was like Dave, you got to go in and fucking sound check, bud. Yeah. Like cuz Ethan it was Ethan um Hunter Jordan was doing uh, the Backroad Therapy thing. That was yep. his, his band name at that time. So it was Ethan, Backroad, and then John Langston. And it was a huge deal for Ethan to be opening for John. It was yeah. a great show and everything. But I remember being outside next to McElwain. has been the slide and ride. So there's like that little sketchy building next to it. I remember being out on the phone talking to this girl because she's apparently having a panic attack or something in this 
parking garage and then Dave's calling the police in Portland, Maine and reporting this thing. But she's thing. not even in Portland, Maine. No, she's sitting on her fucking couch watching, watching, probably watching fucking MTV or something like, in her couch. I remember when this all, when, when all of this was happening and I, I went to a friend's house, dropped my car off, got her car because she had like this little blacked out little car. Yeah. Because I had met the girl and she'd already seen my car. Yeah. And that's when I had that little red car with the stripes on it. Yeah. Super noticeable. Yeah. And I switched cars and I drove and I found her address and I went and sat outside of her house because yes. no one believed me that she was married. And I found out where her husband worked. I found out what time that place closed. And I was like, they don't have shift change. It's not open long enough for a shift change. So I know that he's going to be home at this time because it's this distance away from this address. And I sat out there and I waited in this car at, on the street with like a camera. And I just like, that's so, that's terrible to say out loud. No, we were figuring out cause there was, but she was married. She was married and, and like trying to commit insurance fraud. Yep. And Dave was so caught up in all this. And it was, we had to, and then his mom, Dave's mom sent his baby blanket. Do you remember this? Yep. To her because she was dying for the children or something in yeah. Africa. And we were like, yeah, Something's dude, off. they, they, um, I was still working at bouncing at Whiskey Row at this time. I remember Dakota was too, and it was yep. me and Dakota were working, and David taking the day off to spend the last day with her or whatever before yes. she, before her flight. And I remember them coming up, and I remember seeing, seeing these little nylon rings on their fingers. And I was like, oh, I pray to God. They did not just fucking run to the Columbia, Tennessee courthouse and do this shit, um, which thankfully they didn't. And then I remember telling David and it, it ate him up for a long time and it was not the, but like if David gone on this, on this flight, who knows, we might never have seen Dave again. I don't understand. Might have taken like, him away. Like was it right. human trafficking? Was it insurance? Cause Dave's just another, another musician who's got a lot of debt. Like every other musician in town. Like, like I'm like, I don't understand what her angle was at the end of all of it. Yeah. The house was cute that they lived in. They owned it. I looked up the property records. They owned it. Her husband had a good job. Like, I like, I don't understand her angle in it. I was like, are you just looking for some fun? Yeah, and she said that her house was some kind of, like, halfway house thing, so Dave could never go to her right. actual house. But, he, but she took him to Athens, Alabama, where she was apparently from, and right. they spent a whole day down there. It was crazy. That was, it was very, like, the whole thing, and then, but she was wanted in, like, Kansas or Mississippi or something for insurance fraud. Yeah. Because she had like she had dated some guy and used his insurance for some emergency room visit for some like illness that she didn't have. Yeah. And that's when we I think everyone started to be like, okay. Yeah. Something's going on. It here. was it was catfished on the ultimate level, but like not catfished but because we not, actually met her. Right. So it wasn't like she was in our house. She could have fucking taken anything, gotten to the gun. She could have murdered anything. us all. Yeah. Could have been like, like this girl fucking... could have like, yeah, it was fucking crazy. So I remember that time. And then I remember when you had first turned 21 or even when you were around 21 and I remember working on Broadway and I remember, yeah. or I remember even, or me. even, or even I was, I think I was working on fucking dogwood. I wasn't even on Broadway at that point. I was out with Muskingum, but I remember you going downtown for like the first times, so like going yeah. from, from little Murray County to, yeah. to being, being a Broadway girl. And at that point, Broadway's big scene was Whiskey Row. Kid Rock's had like just opened. Brand, like Kid Rock's opened the year I turned 21. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and then you had Aldine's and you had Luke's and yep. you still had Crazy Town was still kind of a thing, but yeah. not really anymore. It wasn't like it was at one no. point. It's, it was just kind of like. So what have your experiences going downtown been like? Like what is Broadway like for you? Because I know McElwain, I know you've seen McElwain play a couple times down there. Yeah, which is my, one of my favorite like things. I love going down to see everybody play, but 
when I first started going downtown, I was always so scared to like run into you guys. Yeah. Like you or Dave or Jake or like anybody. I'd be like, don't tell my brother. Don't tell Dakota. Don't tell him. Don't tell Dakota. I'm not here. I'm not here. <laughs> I, you never saw me. And that was, I said that every time and yeah. they were like, Okay, and then immediately Dakota would be like, "Why are you on Broadway?" And I'm like, "You snitches, <laughs> well, dude! I'm yeah, not yeah, you're just telling me, oh, like, hey, telling my hey, secrets." I have I have a little sister that's two years younger than me, and if I I would I would I would hope for the same thing from my yeah, friends back yeah, home if it yeah. were that thing. You yeah, know? yeah, I but get it. You always behaved yourself relatively. Yeah, always. Like, right. I have you been kicked out of a bar? Yeah. Which one? Uh, Jason Aldean's. What happened? Uh, this it was actually pretty recent. It was probably it was last summer, I think. I was walking, I was, we were trying to go to a section on that far wall, like on the other side of the staircase. Yeah. And we were walking between the bar and where the tables are and like the DJs over here and we're walking through and I was with some guys that I knew and like they were up here with another girl and then there were some guys like my friends behind me and there was some stranger and one of my friends had like exchanged words and that's all it was. Like they just like. Whatever I don't know what they was said. It, was this in the influencer yeah. time of your life? Yes. They Classic. Like exchanged Classic. some words and that it was what it was. And the guy thought that the guy he had talked to was still standing behind him, but we had moved and now I was standing behind him. And he like threw his elbow into my rib cage. And I don't know what happened to me. I wasn't like I hadn't drank anything that night. Like nothing. I don't know what came over me, but I I just like saw red and I was like, he's dead. We're done. I'm not, you're not going to hit me like that, that hard. He was like six, two was big. And he was like, kind of like built. Yeah. And I like grabbed his throat immediately and started like shaking him back and forth. And I was like, what the hell is wrong? You did it like going at him. And everybody, everybody that I knew and everybody sitting around just like turned and looked and they were like Ireland. (laughs) And I like shoved him really hard and he hit his buddy and they both like hit the ground, like head bounced. And I like got on top of him, like shaking him like nails in his throat, like just like anything I could do. I was pissed. And one of my buddies like moved me and then the bouncer grabbed him and like we all went outside and they were like, what in the world? And I was like, he hit me first. I was like, he hit me first. I was like, he's not going to hit me. No. No. And, yeah. the, and the guy was like, I'm pressing charges. He's got like blood running down his throat. <laughs> and he's like, I was like, I'm pressing charges. I'm going to call the police. And, I was, and the b- bouncer was like, what are you going to tell him? You got beat up by a girl because you hit her first. <laughs> and he was like, uh, well, uh, uh, and I like tried to go back in. They were like, nah, like you can't. Yeah. See, the I've never really been out with like a group of, I mean, I guess I have to an extent, like being out with a group of influencers. Yeah. But that reminds me of growing up where I grew up going out with the guys from the Jersey shore. It seems like that is the Nashville equivalent. You go out with these guys that are these, these TikTok kids and they go out there and people are going to try to pick fights with them because they're, they're targets or they're going to want to do it because it's part of their, their bit, part of their brand of, of yeah. doing dumb shit. Like, like so, I feel like that would happen a lot. And, and there was, and there's, there's certain songwriters that would get like that too back yeah. in the day that I would go out with that you're like, Oh shit, we're probably going to get into something tonight. Cause we're with so-and-so. Yeah, like my my first ever like experience with any of that, like the guys I hang out with and like my friends who are like influencers or whatever, they don't really pick fights. Like people pick fights with them, but they don't like start it. Yeah. Like it's really not something they like seek out. Yeah. But they're also not like going to like, like if some guy comes up to you and he just says some dumb shit, like they're not just going to be like, oh, whatever. 
Like they're yeah. like they're gonna end it. They're not gonna start it, but they definitely will end it. Yeah. My first ever like experience with that was last summer, the beginning of last summer, like May, June. And it was like every we were all staying in this huge Airbnb downtown, and there were probably 20 influencers in there. Like huge. And we went downtown. Half of us had left and gone home to the Airbnb because it was like three in the morning. I get a call from Jess Miller. Oh boy. And she was like, where are you? I need you to come to this parking lot. And I was like, what? And like, we were like new friends at that time. Like we weren't like good, like we're good friends now, but like we weren't like super close then. And I was like, what is this girl? What is happening? She was like, I'm here with so-and-so and so-and-so. And And like people I didn't really even know at the time. And I like get in my car, leave the Airbnb, get my car, pull up. And they were like, he got his phone stolen, but we can track it on Life360, and it's over here. So-and-so's in jail. He got arrested tonight. <laughs> So-and-so ran from the cops, and we can't find him. And I was like, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. Like, that was my first, like, what are we going to do? And so I got in the car with the kid whose phone had been, whose phone had been stolen. We're on the phone with his mom. He's, she's watching Life360, and she's like, they're going 110 down 65 or down uh, Briley towards the airport. And I was like, no, 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 no. Because there's that club that's over there, that yep. ghetto club. Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. And he's like, we have to go. My whole life is on that phone. My whole life is on that phone. He's yeah, like, if you're a TikTok influencer, that's, like, everything. Whole, yeah. that's everything. He was like, I have to get that phone back. And I was like, nope, not doing it. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> so we drive over there, obviously, because I'm not like, I say no. And then I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> so we're like racing down the highway, pull into this club parking lot. There are security guards stand like patrolling the parking lot with like full AK like forty seven yeah. like style gun like walking up and down the aisles and people are just like sitting on the hoods of their cars with like guns sitting out on the hoods with yeah, like Antio- counting An- money Antioch shit yeah and I was like I don't feel like we should be here <laughs> like I don't I don't want to be here anymore and I like put the car in park every boy in my car just like gets out like they're hard and like gonna get oh, I was like oh no get in the car. Get in the car. And I'm like, I have to go home. Like, no, 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 no. Security guard walks over to us and he was like, get in the car. Get get in the car. Get in the car. Leave. Get in the car. And he's like, my phone's in that car. And he was like, sucks. Get in the car. <laughs> and I'm like, the security man who's seven foot tall with a big gun and all the things said to get in the car. I feel like y'all should get in the car. And they were like, nope. And I was like, get in the car. So we like argue a while. They're trying to actively look in this person's car with like a flashlight. There's a man sitting on his the hood of his car with a gun next to us. And I was like, we're going to die. Yeah. This is how I die. This right here. I die in this parking lot. You were born in Antioch. You die in Antioch. Literally. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. And so we were probably there for an hour. And like word had kind of gotten out that there were like these kids looking in people's cars and I like in the parking lot started to fill up with people from inside the club and it got real sketchy real fast. And I was like, get in the car, please get in the car. So everybody gets in the car. We drive back to the Airbnb and the phone starts to move. Like as we're driving back, the mom calls and she's like, the phone's moving. It's on the interstate again. And I was like, I'm going home. I'm not doing this. I get to the house, put my keys on the counter with my phone, with my purse. I go up to my room in the Airbnb and I was like, I'm going to sleep. Like I'm done. Park my car in the driveway thinking it's going to get blocked in. Mm-mm. It's probably five in the morning at this point. Around like seven o'clock, this girl walks upstairs and she hands me my car keys. And I'm like dead asleep. She was like, here you go. And I was like, where did you get those? She was like, the boys just got home. And I was like, 
what do you mean they just got home? She was like, they just got home. And I was like, what do you mean? Why do you? She was like, they said that you said you could take, they could take their car, your car. And I was like, mm-mm. They took my car to Kentucky, raced it to Kentucky, followed this with the police on the phone, and had like six officers stop the car in Kentucky, searched the car. They found like 30 stolen phones, all these stolen guns, all these stolen purses. And I was like, they just like come to Nashville and like pickpocket people. Yeah, we used to have that happen on Broadway all the time. It still happens. A big thing was don't set down your phone. You're not going to have it. Yeah, Yeah. you don't set down your phone. Or like take a purse, like my purse is over there and I've got this tiny little purse with a zipper on it. Yeah. Has to have a zipper on it because if it's one of those like purses that folds that just like clips with the like magnet, they just like, if you it's on your side, they just like open it up with their hand and pull whatever they can out. Yeah, pickpocket the shit out of you. Yeah, my phone got stolen like that on Broadway. And like even now, like you could look at my phone, my the find my iPhone, you can see it sitting in China. And it's like pending an erase. Because here's my like I could like erase it right now yeah. and just let them have the phone. But like if I can't have it, you can't have it either. It's gonna sit <laughs> on your desk just like pending that erase That's for the awesome. rest of time. Jeez. I ref- like if I can't have it, you can't have it. Yeah. That will sit there forever. Throw it in the ocean at this point. Yeah. Like it's not but I remember watching my phone like fly over the ocean. Like I was like <laughs> There it goes. See yeah, ya. That's cool. That's like it wild. came online like four days after I lost it. And I was like. Yeah. So another thing people don't really don't know about you. I mean, your, your close friends do, but you've been working in the entertainment industry now. Yeah, on the, for a while. For a, a long time. And I remember sitting in the, um, and this was like within the, within the last year. Um, I remember sitting in the Walmart parking lot and talking to you on the phone. Yes. Like, yeah, talking on the phone, you were like, hey, I got asked to do this, and I don't know if I can do it, but it sounds really cool. Should I do it? There's all these going to be going on tour with this comedian and doing all this stuff. I was like, dude, like, fucking go for it. Because at that point, I was still on the road with Trey doing the tour yeah. manager thing. You were like, they want me to do some, like, like, it's like a tour manager, but like doing some like day-to-day stuff and like helping with the calendar. And I know XYZ comedian, but I haven't really worked with this comedian a whole lot. Yeah. And I remember seeing you with 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 um, with him at um, at Live Oak one night. Yeah, we were on the patio just hanging out, just ripping cigs, and it was awesome. And great guy, and a well known guy. Um, but how did you really get into like the world of comedy and kind of like entertainment? Like, how does Ireland, all your middle names Tate, find herself from being the the small town girl, Christian household in Spring Hill to now being here in Nashville and working with all these high profile people on a very like executive day-to-day basis. Like how did that all kind of come to be? Yeah. So I started working like in entertainment when I was like 14 or 15 nannying for like That's right. actors and actresses. That's right. And, like, singer songwriters and like Williams, people like spending that. a lot of time in Williamson County. A lot of Williamson County, like, Franklin yep. area. Yeah. yeah. And I was doing that for a really long time. And it was fun. And I had a lot of like personal um, assistant experience at that point. And I was like, really, I wouldn't say no to anything. Like I was doing whatever anyone asked of me. Like they were like, hey, do you know how to do X, Y, and Z? And be like, nope, but I'll figure it out. And that's kind of like always been my mentality of like, I don't know how to do it, but I'll figure it out for you because I at least want to try before I tell you no. Like I, I want to I want to try. And so I did that for a really long time, like just kind of doing whatever anyone asked of me while in high school having like working and like doing all these things. And then I was like, I always swore to never work in entertainment with both my parents. Like my dad works in music. My mom kind of works in entertainment. I was like, I'm going to have a regular desk job and it's going to be great. 
And that's going to be my job. Like, I'm never going to work in entertainment ever. Like I swore my whole life. Yeah. And like, my mom even thinks it's so funny now. She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like was kind of running around with like some, I don't, I wouldn't say like influencers at the time, but just like entertainment people, like just like anybody who worked in entertainment, A&R, songwriters, like I'd go to all of your rounds when they first started. You were at all my rounds, and I remember talking to you about getting your own round started. Yeah. Whether that be at Live Oak or one of the other bars yeah, um, like, in town. I was just kind of like willing to do whatever and try different things and kind of figure yeah. out what I wanted to do. And funny enough, I ended up, I was really into comedy. Like, I'm like 20 years old, I got really into comedy. I was at Zany's every single night. I was watching. I was like writing bits. I was like writing out stuff. I was like, maybe I'll be a comedian. Like, I was willing to do whatever. So I was like traveling for shows and I was traveling and like, like I was traveling to like see comedy shows. Like I was watching Matt Reif before Matt Reif was Matt Reif. Yeah. Like I was like traveling all over to like see anybody I could. Cause Zany's wasn't, they didn't have like huge comics come in until the last like three, four years. Yeah. And so I was like going to Alabama and Atlanta and like Kentucky. And I ended up dating a comedian. Yeah. I remember from Nashville. So we dated for a while and I had a friend who she was like, and like I had broken up with him and I was like, the comedy world's really fun. Like just like being involved in that way. It's really fun. Yeah. And I had a friend and she called me and she was like, Hey, I know this guy and he needs like an assistant or like some like just day to day stuff. Like I think you could do it. And I had a full-time job at the time that I loved. I loved my full-time job. I loved my boss. And I was like, I have a full-time job. I'm good. She was like, no, I really think you should. I think it's a great opportunity. Like, I've just kind of heard through the grapevine, like, that he's looking. I'll hit him up, just see if he's still looking. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Not thinking it's going to pan out, but, like, I was like, yeah, sure, hit him up. And she called me the next day, and she was like, yeah, he's still looking. I gave him your phone number. And I was like, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And, and the, the, the level of, of this guy just casually having your phone number pretty fucking wild but for you too it's like there's no like mystic like fangirling thing because you're hanging you would been introduced to this scene and been hanging out with yeah these so kind of guys like it, it's just another comedian just another and guy i also that tells didn't jokes. know who he was at the time like really I had, yeah i had no idea wow no clue not one single clue. i like knew he lived like i knew who he was but like i didn't i didn't care like i didn't like i didn't watch his stuff and so um i i was at my other job folding laundry at my job that was my job i was like folding laundry loved my job and I was folding laundry and I got a phone call and we like talked on the phone, scheduled an interview. The next day I called the other comedian that I had dated and I was like, I think I'm going to do this. I'm just letting you know. Like I, I just, I'm just letting you know. And courtesy. Yeah. Courtesy. Like I'm just going to let you know. And he was like, I think you'd kill it. I think that's a great idea for you. Like I honestly think you'd kill it. I think, I, th I think if anyone can do it, you could do it. And that was a, like a huge confidence boost. And I was like, hmm, all right, cool. Yeah, I'm in. And I got the job. I did it part-time on top of my full-time job for eight months. Called you because I got an email and it was like, I would like to hire you full-time, essentially. Like it was a long email, but it was essentially full-time like offer. And I remember calling you. I was like, who do I call about this? Like who do I even like discuss this kind of job with? And I was like, Matt will know. And you were like, do it. Who cares? Do it. Quit. Do, quit your job and just do it. Just do it. Full send. Do it. Yeah. And I remember I quit like my, I quit my job 10 days later. Yeah. And started full time. And that like, it's been, it's been a year now. It's been yeah, wild. And, and look where, look where the fuck you're at. Like, yeah. You've gotten to go to 
theaters you've gotten to see you were paying to go to these comedy shows and just in love with the comedy scene and particularly here in the southeast but now you've been all over the country yeah, doing stuff you've been have you been international too have you gone up no, to canada and shit no. no so i traveled a lot in the beginning of the year i don't travel as much anymore because it's a lot we've learned like there's so much that goes on like home base that has to be dealt with and like done and all these things while everybody's on the road so it's like a big tag team thing of like who's on the road and who's not. I love being home. I've been a lot of places. I love being home. What was your coolest place you got to go on that tour? Uh, we went to Colorado. We went to four or five cities, and it was in January, so it was beautiful. Beautiful. Those mountains are something, aren't they? It was insane. It's another world. It's like yeah. you're in the Chronicles of Narnia. I had never seen anything like it. Like yeah. I had been... Before that, I had been to Park City, Utah, and I had gone like skiing and stuff. And those are huge... Huge mountains out there. Flying into Denver, I remember looking out the window of the plane and being like, that, different level. Just everything was a different level. And that was the first time I was really like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I did it. Like, this isn't some little part-time job anymore. This isn't like, oh, I'm trying and just saying yes to every opportunity and hoping that, like, it works out. Like, I have done it. This yeah. is, I'm, I did it. I did it. Yeah. That was my I did it moment. That's freaking awesome. Now, what what have um, what has uh, old boss man thought about the rough and rowdy stuff? He thinks it's cool. He thinks it's I cool. I figured he would. He thinks it's cool. They're <laughs> excited for me. Everybody's that, excited. That, will, they, will, will he be there? No. No? He's got a show. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, because I feel like he would do very well in Wheeling, West Virginia. Like, people would just go nuts. Probably. We should book a show out there. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, so have you been to West Virginia before? Or is this your first time going? Never been. Okay. So I've been to West Virginia. I've driven through it a bunch. I'm looking over at McElwain because we've done some shows out there with, with, uh, with Trey. And West Virginia, it's a, it's a whole other animal. It's very interesting because it's, it's mm -hmm. north of here. They, it's, very, it's got a lot of like Kentucky vibes to it. You've got like the Western Pennsylvania Pittsburgh thing. Yeah. Have you seen the wild, the, uh, the, what is it? Wild Whites of West Virginia or something? Have you seen that no? documentary? What is that? That's a good one. I'll send that over to you. It's like a documentary about this family that was in West the Virginia. No, they're the, oh, white, that's the, the, the whites. Family. Yeah, there's, there's this one might be on there too. Um, the Wild and something Whites of West Virginia, and it's this family, and it's just it was shot back in like the mid two thousands, so it was <laughs> back before things were very PC. Yeah, Hank, Hank, um, Hank three was in it. Like oh, Hank okay. three was like yeah. one of the narrators of it, and like playing shows in this. Like Mac only knows what I'm talking about. It's, <laughs> he just can't even is, contain it over there. <laughs> there was that show, so that's one to learn about West Virginia. Have you ever seen Buck Wild? Do you remember Buck Wild? You're probably a little, little young for that. The MTV show. So Buck Wild was when they took the Jersey Shore concept yes. and put it, around, put it around Morgantown, West Virginia. Yes. I was not allowed to watch Jersey Shore. Yes. Because I was too young. But Buck Wild came out and I was like, yes. I could kind of like so sneak and watch it. That is very West Virginia. Oh, Buck man. Wild, a very good inflection of West Virginia. <laughs> we did a show with, um, we call him Papa Tracy, Tracy Lawrence. Um, we, were, we did a festival with him. In Mineral Wells, West Virginia. Okay. And it was an experience. Um, they're good, good people out there. They're a lot of fun, but you're going to see you're, it's a different <laughs> world. And you come from Murray County, Tennessee. Yeah. Like I've been to the Columbia, Columbia play, uh, the um, Columbia Town Hall. The, that's where I got my driver's license yeah. switch. And it felt like the casting for the Jerry Springer show. Like yeah. it was, I saw all kinds of shit in there. Yeah. Um, and so I was in high school. So like yeah. I kind of, I yeah. think I'll be okay. Are you driving up there? No, so Barstool is flying us up. 
and putting us up and doing the whole thing. So who's deal. us? So it's you and so your coaches? Myself, my two coaches, and then I've got two friends driving up and a friend flying up. Which which friends you got going with? So yeah. my friend Mike was gonna fly up and he's gonna stay, and I'm pumped to have him there. It's like my personal hype man for the whole weekend. It's gonna be great. Sick. And then my one of my best friends, Ethan, and his girlfriend Riley. Sick. So they'll come up and it they're gonna walk out with me. Like you knew the whole thing. What's the? Do we have a walkout song? Yes. So I'm walking out to Lainey Gardner's new song, "Daughter of a Gun." Hell yeah! It comes out August 18th. So it'll come out midnight, and then I'll walk to it at 8 p.m. Sweet. So it's fucking wild, dude. I'm not. I'm not scared. Like I'm not scared to get hit. Like I've been hit the last. What's today? The 14th, 15th, whatever it is. I've been hit for the last two weeks every day. Like just like taking beatings yeah from like adult men and yeah. like women like in the gym like just like taking it and i'm not scared to get hit i am scared to publicly lose yes <laughs> that's what i'm scared of yeah like i'm not scared to get hit like that it doesn't hurt yeah like you think like a, it doesn't really hurt that bad no you can be okay yeah i mean i took i took some shots on broadway yeah, I was. Same. I was in. I was in the. Tr- same. I, yeah, when same. I got jumped, same, <laughs> same. Actually, I was gonna say I've I've taken plenty of, plenty of plenty of shots when I was working downtown with with yeah. your brother. Like when I was oh, at. Oh, those with, stories. Oh like, yeah, me and me and Dakota were in the fucking trench. It was funny. Me and me and Dakota, and then me and um, Tyler Lassard had this um, yeah. had this dynamic where it was tall, large, quiet Southern guy. Yeah. And then me, loudmouth, shorter on the shorter side, yeah. New Yorker, and we were like yin and yang at the front door. But I mean, it's it's it, now. Have you, you're familiar with the other circus that's involved with rough and rowdy? Like they have like the midgets that fight. They have the ring yes. girl contest. Yes. You've got, you've got people that are from that area that legitimately want to kill each other. That no, will be going into that the ring. The girl that I'm fighting is from there. Yeah, she's from and Wheeling. I think, yeah, and I think that like, I think that she legitimately wants to kill me. Like I think she actively is looking to headhunt me the moment I touch down. Really? Yeah. Why? I got a lot of things to say, but well, I'm, do it, do I'm, it. This is your time. I'm trying to be nice. I, I don't, I don't want to be mean to her. Like, truly, like I've looked at enough of her stuff on the internet. I don't have to add anything to that fire. Like that, that shit show that is that. Yeah. I don't need to add to that. She's done enough herself. Like yeah. I don't need to. But if we're being honest with ourselves, like, she's shorter than me. She's smaller than me. I'm way more athletic. Our body builds are a lot different from one another. Like I'm, I'm tall and lean and incredibly athletic. Yes. And she is. Not, not. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and have you have you talked to? That's a great way to put it. Um, that's, that's the, those are the not. facts. Have you um, talked with any of the other folks from Barstool? So you talked to Jersey Jerry. That was who you got your initial call from. Love Jerry. His accent had to God be awesome him. too. I that love dude, Jerry. I love watching all of his videos and like his conspiracy theories and stuff that he does. Like. Where he has those videos. Oh, yeah, I've, like, no, I've, I've, I've been like semi stooly for a long time. Like I used to, I grew like I don't want to say I grew up um, yeah. because it wasn't it was like when I was like in college and getting out of college. Big part of my take guy, big um, yeah. KFC radio when when uh, Pat McAfee was over there, listened to his show a lot more when it was at Barstool yep. than when it, than where it's at now, which now I know he's killing it too. But it's um I've like it's a cool thing to be involved with because yeah. they are like the media company, social media, really brand, are. lifestyle, everything. And the fact that now they're here in Nashville. Right. Have you been over to that bar at all? Oh, yeah. 
I love that bar. It's so much fun. Yeah. I know everybody has like their mixed reviews about it. I still haven't been, but I'm also not a not a not a Broadway guy. Like it's like going yeah. to a place you, you get PTSD. Like I yeah for sure. I like, like I worked the NFL draft. I had a whole fucking floor to myself of the NFL draft. Like it was, I I seen some shit down there. Yeah, you know. So I'm like yeah, yeah. I don't only really go to Broadway. And thankfully my I with some of my exes used to like going down to Broadway. And I've been down there with Sweet Boy and and Daddy Warbucks Trey Lewis who loves going to Broadway. Um, or at God least he bless used him. To. I love that man. Well, he loves it because nobody recognizes him down there. He doesn't have to play the the game of like, yeah. hey, ha- at Red Door or wherever, where you're like, hey, how you been? Oh, you've been on the road? Oh, I've been on the road. And it's just this and yeah, that. that. That like back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Same bullshit, small talk. You go on Broadway and nobody's there and then he hops up or nobody there knows you. And then you hop up and play dick down. He takes pictures and leaves. Yeah. But um, I've heard that the, 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 um, that the bar, that Barstool's bar, like they just had Flow Rider there. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking cool. Like just popped up the other day just for fun yeah and obviously the busting with the boys guys are based here have you gotten to know them at all yeah so i fun when i was 20 years old i was working for a company that was making all of their merch like the very beginning of busting with the boys oh wow um and like the very very beginning when they first like announced on twitter that they bought the bus i was like invested and i remember like I was like, I'm willing to do whatever. I'll work for them. I'm willing to do whatever. It was that whatever time. Yeah. And so I started working for the company that was making the merch and just kind of like doing that for them. And then I started selling their merch at their live events for all of their watch parties. So like all the tailgate parties that Bustin used to throw, Yep. like the very beginning, we would be outside the stadium on game days. I was there like selling merch, serving beer, like doing whatever I could to be involved. And like I got to know them pretty well. Like once the Titans like didn't make the playoffs, we were still like having watch parties at yeah. Acme um, downtown on Broadway. And I would go and I'd get to sell merch, and they would be there, and we'd get to watch, and it was really fun. So I like that was that was my introduction to Barstool was when they sold the Barstool. I something in me when they sold like when they like got not really sold the Barstool, but whatever it's called when you like get picked up like yeah. picked up. I guess I was like I want to be involved like. Not like involved with that, but just like, but it opened up Barstool to me because yeah. I wasn't. I just thought Barstool was like, I knew Barstool as like the thing that they would post the college videos from. Like I followed like Barstool Bama and like Barstool like where my friends went because I would see them on the accounts and I'd be like, this is funny, but I didn't realize it was what they do. Yeah, like I didn't. I didn't understand the entire media side behind it. Yeah. So that was my first introduction to it, and ever since then I've been like, Fucking we're gonna awesome. get there. You still a big Titans fan? Oh yeah, for the rest of my life till I die. Till so how, I so die. How, you, how you feeling about this year? We got the new kid they drafted out of Kentucky. That I think they're in rebuild. They're in we rebuild. lost to the Bears. Yes, two days ago. Yeah, it's preseason. The but Bears. The Detroit Lions went zero and sixteen one year. I believe that year in preseason they went four and zero. Preseason does not mean squat. I know it just makes it just doesn't mean squat. I know. See, I'm I know, a, I'm, know. I'm now. See what's been cool about being from being a like I'm a Giants fan, I'm a Rangers fan first and foremost for my hockey and my yep. football. But the Rangers are in the Eastern Conference and mm-hmm. the Giants are in the NFC. So I aside from opening week last year, I never root against the Titans. Like they're they're my AFC team. You yeah. can do that when you have the two league system and yeah. stuff. And my, my girlfriend Aaron is a diehard Titans fan. 
We'd probably tie her touch. Yeah, she's. So I'm probably gonna get to some games that, this year. I've only so been. I've fun. only been to um, Nissan a couple times. I went for the bowl game the year that the yep. that um, it was Tennessee and Purdue. Yep. And it was that crazy game. And it's funny. We oh. actually. I left that. Me and Nikki T left that game early. We were in the. We were in the big loud. Um, the big loud suite. Yeah. Because he was still working over at Big Loud at that point. And we watched the end of that game from a cigar lounge that we go to in East Nashville. That's it was so pretty funny. fucking funny. But. Um, but I'm I'm excited for football season to be back and um, honestly, same. who's your who's your college team? I don't keep up with college ball, honestly. Really? Actually, wow. Okay, so a, listen, so well, listen. You, I know you had some Vanderbilt connections back in the day. Yeah, so I remember those days. <laughs> that was when you were coming over the house in Laverne. I remember those days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got to think you were like my little sister when I moved yeah, to Nashville. Yeah, I was really just out here just telling everybody every all my yes. business all yeah, the time. Yeah, well, we wanted to keep up with you. Yeah, and I, mean, I, have, I my little sister was in school yeah. at Scranton, Pennsylvania. Not that she would tell me much anyway, but I mean, I I will root. This sounds so bad. It's okay. I will root for any college team that I know someone who plays for that team. Okay. So like my really good friend Mo, he played for Vanderbilt, and he played for Vanderbilt. And then he moved and transferred and played at USC these past this past year. No, two now, years. which USC? The one in California. 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 Yeah. Okay. So he played out there, um, and he actually just got drafted in the NFL. I want to say. No shit. Yeah. That's cool. So we've been friends for a really long time, and I actually was just talking to him the other day. I texted him and I was like, because he texted me, he was like, "No shot, you're boxing," <laughs> and I was like, "I've been training. It's okay." And he goes, "Oh." I mean, he's been training. All right, cool. He's like, I just thought you were just like doing it. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm actually like, I thought this through. And I texted him the other day and I was like, hey, you've played in a lot of stadiums with a lot of people, right? I'm, I'm going to be in an arena for the first time in my life, like doing something that's like not like attending something or like working an event. It's my event. It's different. Like, it's not going to be me in like a black, black jeans and black shirt, like on the side. I'm going to be in the ring in the middle of this arena with some other girl. And my name's going to be on the Jumbotron and like, it's going to be me. And I was like, how do you, how do you get out of your head? Like, how do you do this? And he was like, great question. Wish I had an answer. <laughs> and I just like, I saw that and I was like, cool, 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 cool. This is fine. And we like kind of talked back and forth and he was like, honestly, he was like, as long as you truly have prepared the best that you can, like you have given everything you can into training, like into any kind of training and any kind of workout and any kind of pre like preparation. He was like, you have to fully go in knowing that you've done your absolute best in all aspects of getting ready for this. He was like, and you have to trust yourself that you've done your best and that's all you can do. Like you can only do your best with what you have. Yeah. So like, as long as you're going in, giving your best with what you've done in the last 18 days, he was like, and you go in there, he was like, and you go in on Friday night and you give it everything. Like, you're full 110% for all 180 seconds. He was like, you can't. That's all you can ask for. He was like, that's it. That's the secret. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm. It's fucking wild. Dude. Has the, have the DMs been crazy since you got tagged on a barstool thing? Cause oh, you're, my cause you're, gosh. Because you're, 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 you're a young female being tagged on a barstool account. It's not the barstool well, smokes me, thing, but, like, let me how tell crazy you. have the DMs been and how many, how many, how many interesting frat boy and, and hillbillies have been hitting you the up? The DMs have been popping. I'm sure they've been nuts. It's been so funny. It's specifically been funny. In the sense of like, it's guys that I went to high school with that would oh, never talk to me, oh. that they're like sliding back. And I'm like, mm, that's unfortunate for you. <laughs> that is unfortunate for you. But it also helps my current situations going on. Because, you know, I love a good situationship. You know, I do. 
It's just. Oh, you you have a situation ship. Yes, that's a yes. Ireland always, always doing something. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> He's my number one on my roster. Number one on the roster. All right. Shout out number one on the roster. Shout we out number him. one on the roster for sure. <laughs> we love a good roster. Shout out to him. God bless him. Anyway. <laughs> what does he do? I'm not telling you. You can tell me what he does. I'm not no, asking for his damn social security <laughs> no, number. No, because it'll give it away. Oh, is he famous? No, but he'll like know who I'm talking about. He oh, can't know that he's number one. Oh, he can't know. Okay. He can't know that he's All number right. one. Hold on, everybody. But he has to know that he's one of one of a few. I don't think he does. But you're saying it's a roster. Actually, he he does know it's a roster. Yeah. Think, Listen, this is. You, let me tell you. Tell me. Let me tell you, man. Tell me, Ireland. Tell me. So, I had a situation ship. And I was very invested in the situation ship. And I was like, you know what? I would drop I, I would drop the roster. So what I did was I dropped the roster. Oh, the no. whole roster. Oh, no. All of them. Ghosted everybody. <laughs> dropped everything. I like got off Snapchat. I haven't I got Snapchat in 2013. And I like was like, man, I don't need to answer. Turn off the notifications for Snapchat. Just stop. That's what that's what I did when I got in my relationship with Aaron. Yeah. You turn, you turn you turn those off, then you're not on there anymore. Yeah, and then you're not on there and then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I like Stopped going out, stopped talking to people, wasn't like responding to text messages. Ooh, see, I've never, I've never done, done that. Yeah. You know where that got me? <laughs> nowhere. That Jeez. got me nowhere. That got me being left undelivered. Has that guy reached out? No. No. Well, I don't think it matters. I think, I think you're, I think you're doing way better off for yourself. And if he was the, if he was the guy that deserved it and the right guy. If he texts me right now. What, you would answer? 100%. No shit. 100%. What the fuck? I know. I know. I don't, you're fucking, you're fucking There's always awesome. one of them. There's always, there's always one of them, though. Everybody's got one person that they're just like, they drop has, off. Has there been a previous one person? Like, is the one, like, is it, or has it always been this one person? No, he's the new one. Oh, he's the new one. Well, how long ago was the last one? Oh, like two years ago. Okay. When so, I dated Homeboy. I remember Homeboy. Yeah. Yes. So, like, I, I haven't, like, dated anybody since him. Like, I haven't really, like, talked to anybody. Like, I have, but, like, not seriously. Yeah. Since him. And then yeah. Homeboy came along, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> the problem, I think my problem was that I, like, soft-launched it on accident on my on my Instagram story. Oh, yeah. Like, on, like, day seven. Day seven. We, like, we, like went out as a group with, like, some of my friends, and we, like, took a selfie. I had had some drinks, and I just, like, put it on my story. It happens. And it just happens. And people were like, hold on. And then it just Damn. from there. Damn. I mean, it. Yeah. Well, I also feel like working in entertainment and yeah. stuff, like, because you're how old now? You're what? 24. 24. Damn. Fucking 24. That's mm -hmm. wild. Um, like, it's with your lifestyle and stuff, too. Like, it's, it's you don't want to rush any. You're rushing no, into anything. No, it's a hard, it's a hard life to live and, like, Yeah, date I feel somebody. that. That's, like, I'm off the road now from where I was. Like, I still go out. To do, we're doing all the festival stuff with Ray's Rowdy, and, like, we're gone. We're gone a lot. Like, we just announced our Floribama thing today that we're doing. So I'm gone still a decent amount, but I'm yeah. not, I'm not in a, in a van or in a bus three, four days a week. Yeah. Like I was doing. Yeah. I was gone a lot. You we were gone did, a lot. Between Muscadine and Trey, I did over 350 shows. Like between the th between That's between insane. between my three between my 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 um between my like 
two and two years in a month, my 13 months with Trey and my like six or seven months with, with Gary and Charlie, or probably been close to a year with Gary and Chuck. Yeah. But like, it's, it's That's tough. Insane. And now I'm off the road and I'm in a good relationship. And it was literally when I wasn't fucking looking, like it started out as a casual thing and then it just evolved. That's what they all say. Like, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. Oh no, I'm yeah. not trying to rush nothing. That's but what I was going to say. No, I don't feel like you no, are. No, 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 no. But like, it's definitely a weird thing to, to navigate when you work in entertainment. Yeah. And also, like, truly, with this, like, rough and rowdy stuff, g- like, guys that I know are like, you sure you want to do that? Like, what's what's going to happen to your face? And the, or, or you get the follow-up of, like, what if you like it and, like, you continue on? Like, are you going to, like, are you going to just do this now? And then people start to be like, are you really that aggressive? Is this going to be okay? Like, people start to ask weird questions. And I'm like, I don't know how. It's just... Entertainment in itself, dating and entertainment is weird. Dating in Nashville is just oh yeah, it's a clusterfuck, dude. Ev- it's a clusterfuck. Everybody has dated everybody. Yeah, and if they haven't dated somebody, there's a very good reason why. You yeah. know, like, or you like go look at somebody's Instagram and like they're following like all of your friends, and you're like, mm, red flag. Yeah. So it's just kind of like a weird thing. I don't really care. I mean, honestly, I have too much going on. Like I have, yeah, exactly. That's how I. That's how, like that's how it looks from the outside looking in. Like you have a lot of shit going. Yeah, on. like I, it's all good shit. Yeah, like I have like I have four jobs. Four, <laughs> I have four jobs. Four bosses. I like for the first time in my life live by myself. I have my own apartment. Live by myself. No roommates. High five. That's fucking awesome. Look at yeah. you, girl. It's cool. Um, and like, I travel a ton. The rough and rowdy thing. Like different hobbies. Just trying to like figure things out, and then trying to be a twenty-four-year-old girl and live your life too, also and, and try make to do that. and make those experiences and not grow up too fast, right? And doing that is important. Like, yeah, super important. Like, I I love to work. You, I mean, you know that. Like, yeah, I've always worked. You've been doing that since I met you, right? Like, Before I've always I worked, you. and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I gotta go do this for so and so, and like whatever. And there's still like my friends will be like, hey, do you want to go do this? And I'm like, I gotta work. Or like even now, like my laptop's over there. I have an emotional attachment to it now. Like, I'm like, what if something happens and I need it? Like, what if I got to get on and like do something? So it's still one of like, it's a balancing act for sure. Like living your life and like trying to still be 24 in Nashville and like have fun, not like party and like, like I know it looks like I party like I do. I really don't. Yeah. I just, I have mastered the art. And I say it all the time. Like I've mastered the art of like making everybody online think that they know everything about my life and you know this much about my life. That's a very good skill. And like, because so, you're still because you're still being authentic. Yeah, you're still showcasing like, yeah, what for you're sure. doing. I like live my little best life and like I love a good party and I love to get dressed up and go out with my friends and I love to like put on like a big like you know like a pretty like gown and go to like some charity event or whatever it is. I love that. And I'll showcase that and I'll show that. And like, I make the stupid, funny TikToks and like all those stupid things. And it's fun, but there's like navigating that and like work and also having time to like pick up new hobbies, like boxing and like train (laughs) for these things. And also like go to friends, like I have friends who are artists. I'm like, I got to go to your shows and we've got to travel for this. And we've got to make sure that this deadline gets made. And we got to make sure that so-and-so gets on this flight. And do we have returning flights and do we have this and like putting all these little pieces together and also like working four jobs. It's like a balancing act that you kind of really got to. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it gets worked out. Like I think everybody knows how to get it worked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like for I, sure. 
because it's not like it all happens at one time. It like slowly builds and you like kind of make it into this like system and like it, it's a funneled, like it's organized chaos. Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel. That's how I feel in my life. Like, um, same way. I'm co-owning a business now. Like that's, yeah, I'm that's running, wild. I'm running 50% owner of Ray's Rowdy, one of the bigger brand, bigger rising brands yeah. in Nashville. And we're, I'm grateful to be doing that. But if you had asked me when I first moved, moved into that, moved into that, um, Dude. moved into that apartment off Saturn Parkway and was going to Froggy and Jeffro's with Dakota and Jacob. Yeah. If you would have thought that I, if I, you would have told me that I'd be doing this, I would have told you you were fucking crazy, but it's awesome. And I love it. Yeah. And, and el- those hours on Broadway helped me get here. Those hours in the van with Gary and Char, those hours, yep. the chaos of the Dick Down in Dallas tour and the fun of that and getting to be out there with Trey and, and all that was, that all led me to where I'm at. Yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for all of it. Best, uh, real quick before we wrap up, yeah. um, best kept secret in Nashville. As far as a place. Oh, As a place? local, because you're a unicorn. Yeah, I was born in Midtown. Horns up. Yeah. I know. Um, best kept secret? Or like a place that a lot of people don't go that's fire. Why would I say that out loud? Because well, I want you to say it, and because it's good fucking content, Ireland. Oh. <laughs> best kept secret? Um, Moss Tacos over in East. That little taco joint on the corner. Okay. I don't know what it's, I don't know what corner it is. I just know it looks interesting from the outside and like you look, the parking lot is actually where you sit, but it looks like a parking lot, but you sit there, so don't park there. Or Fenwick's on 8th. Fenwick's is solid. I am in Fenwick. I spend so much money at Fenwick's. I'm in there every day. I know all of their names. Really? John and I, the little waiter boy. Yeah. Tight. No shit. Love him. I'm in Fenwick's every day of yeah. my life. See, I've been I've been hanging out in 12 South a lot lately. Just lived in 12 South all summer. I've been spending a Love lot. It. I've been to I, I eat a lot more now at Bar Taco. Oh, Bar Taco. And, and okay, it, and well, what's your order of Bar Taco? That's a huge. That's because some people go to Bar Taco because it's like on like the influencer TikTok things, and they get like a chicken taco. No, I don't get the chicken taco. So I need to know, like, your order makes it the Baja taco? I mean, I don't even know. The Baja fish taco. I do the Baja fish taco. We get the, the, um, is it the guac or whatever the dip is that they have that's really fucking good? The guac with the, like, whole corn tortillas that they fry. Yeah, because Erin will sometimes just kind of check it and then I'll just eat it. And you just kind of eat it. Yeah, because she's a a bar taco veteran. I'm still learning. Same. Um, And then Urban Grub over there. You ever been there? Oh, so Place good. Fucking, I got so the I got good. the pork chop. Went out with Aaron and her friends a couple weeks ago, and I got the pork chop bigger than my fucking head. Yeah, I couldn't even finish it. I rarely don't finish a meal. Yeah, I always fucking finish my meal, but I couldn't. I couldn't finish that pork chop. My favorite thing at Urban Grove right now is they have this salmon thing going on Ooh. with this like weird Greek yogurt lemon honey sauce thing. I know it sounds questionable with salmon. So good. Ooh. So good. Fire. I just that restaurant like never disappoints. Yeah. Like it's just it's like consistently good. I think that's an issue a lot in Nashville with all the tourist restaurants. Yeah. It's not they're not like consistently good. Yeah. Like if there's a line outside of the restaurant, probably not gonna eat there. Yeah, like Sadie's I like a lot. That's one that'll have some lines. Yeah, that's like that Mediterranean vibe. Yeah. That's a cool that's a cool. Or like uh one place I won't go is like Pancake Pantry. Yeah, I've never been there. I've been here five fucking years. I love breakfast. I've never been to that fucking place because it's so fucking busy. I went one time for like a birthday party when I was like 16 or 17. Like we all went like for like a high school friend. Yeah. And we waited in line for like two hours. And I was Ugh. like, I would much rather eat at Cracker Barrel than eat here. Yeah, go to, go to fucking Waffle House. Yeah. Like this is what I've learned. If it has a line outside of it, 
it's probably not good. Like there are some that like, sure, like they're busy. Yeah. But if they're like consistently busy like that, but if it's just like, like Pancake Pantry will have a line yeah. down the door. And have you seen, there's a store next to Pancake Pantry and there's a sign outside that said, says if you spend $350 in the store, they'll let you skip the line to Pancake Pantry. Wow. Wow. The handshake who, deals. And you know, <laughs> you know that those, those like bachelorette parties that are coming in, you know that they're all like. We can put together $350 and skip the line. Yeah, it's like buying boots on Broadway. Right. You spend X amount, you get an extra pair. Well, I'm not going to lie. I've definitely done that. Yeah, my mom my mom does that. I did that at CMA. Christy, Christy's done that. I did that at CMA Fest. Yeah. I wore a pair of boots that I had had for years, like probably since like ninth grade. I wore them on Broadway. My feet have never hurt so bad in my life. And I threw them away on Broadway during CMA Fest, the middle of the day, walked around in socks for like half the day. Ugh. I know. Gross. It's not good. I know. I know. I know. I know. And I walked past a boot store and like, I never buy boots on Broadway cause they're so expensive on Broadway. Like you just go anywhere else and buy them and they're not $600. Yeah. And I walked into some store and the lady was like, where are your shoes? And I was like, I threw them away like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> she was like, well, she was like, if you go downstairs in our basement, she was like, those boots are all 75% off. She was like, just go pick something out. So I like picked out this really cute pair of boots and she was like, if you spend $200 more, you get a free pair. <laughs> and then I just like got in the mind they games. They talk you into it. Yeah, yeah. they do. They're yeah, good they, at they it. Make, they make their commission down those, there. Yeah, they do. They know how to do it. They really do. And I was like, I don't need this many pair of boots. But yeah. So your strategy, besides not getting hit and landing punches, the obvious things, what's your strategy for, for this? Is this going to air before or after the fight? This is gonna air on. She's um, not gonna see it. Okay. Yeah, She's I was gonna say time. she got everything. I'm, I'm blocked. I'm even. I'm even fucking blocked yeah, on blocked. baby machetes. Fucking Instagram yeah, shit. Dude, I'm blocked on everything. That's <laughs> so why. I just can't wait to get in there and be like, for what? <laughs> for what did that do for you? I still get to see everything. Yeah. Like, oh my. Anyway, I'll tell you in a minute when we're wrapped up. Yeah. But uh, plan right now is go in. I'm longer than her. I'm five inches taller. So, like, I already know I have a reach on her. Um, go in and literally just jab the shit out of her face. And then just come in with a clean, too. Nice. Or, see, I have some ideas. Yeah. Like, my coaches, they want, my coaches want me to be, like, go in with a solid jab, keep her at range, tire her out, go in with an easy one, two, and be done. I would like to walk her like a dog for two rounds on TV for fun <laughs> and just, like, tie her up on the ropes for fun. And then come in in the third round and just, like, end her. Like, cannot walk, end her. I understand I'm not allowed to do that, but I want to. Um, I mean, you're, you're allowed to do whatever. It's rough and rowdy. I know. Like, I've, I've watched enough now. Like, I've, like, watched. Every, if they've, it's on the internet. I've watched it. Um, and there's, I mean, there's one guy. He, like, picked somebody up and threw him over his shoulder. And he just got, like, a warning. They were like, hey, don't do that again. <laughs> I was like, what? It's wheeling, baby. I was like, yeah. dude, you just oh, yeah. threw that guy like 13 feet in the air. Yeah. And they were just like, don't do that again. Suplex him. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, so I think, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to play dirty by any means. Like, I don't want to play dirty and like cheat just because I definitely like, if I'm going to win, I want to win fair. Yeah. I don't want to win because I'm better than her. I don't want to win because like I threw some cheap shot and like it just hurt her the right way. Like I want to win because I'm the better boxer. Yeah. Or we just go in there and we're just going to throw haymakers until one of us is tired. Yeah. That's like, like in your head, I think, I mean, every athlete has that, right? Like every, like, I mean, basketball players, football, like there's a strategy to everything. And 
I, I, I like to think that I'm going to have a good strategy. My coaches do a great job at being like, this is what we're going to do. This is what we've, this is what we've practiced. This is what we've rehearsed, not rehearsed, but like entertainment. Right. Yeah. Uh, this is like, this is everything we've ran through. Like we, that's all I do in the gym. Like I ran through it a ton of times and I want to say that I'm going to go in there and keep her at range and keep the jab out and like have a good time and like come in and clean it up. I really want to walk her like a dog on TV. <laughs> really bad. Hell yeah. Really now where, bad. Now, where can people go? It's um, They're doing the pay-per-views available on YouTube, correct? Yep. So it's uh, all of the information for it is on buyrnr.com or on the Rough and Rowdy page. Um, but I want to say it's pay-per-view and YouTube TV, I think. You can like live stream it. Cool. Yeah. And then so that's Friday night, the 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yep. Eastern 7, time, seven p.m. our time. Then do you know nope. where? Nine p.m. Eastern. Do you know where mm-hmm. in the? Do you know where in the? Where in the order your fight is? Yeah, so I'm number six. Okay. Um, so I'm pretty close to the front. They're three minute, three total minutes, one minute rounds, three one minute rounds. Wow. One hundred and eighty seconds. I have like. That's it. That's it. That's not bad. I know. One minute in, one minute out. Yeah. My cardio is up. To sh- like I could I, do that. Yeah. For I was sure. like last night. I was running sprints. Like on the treadmill, just in the gym, like just trying to like, just running, and I can sprint solid for like a minute and a half, like pretty quick. Yeah, I think I'll be okay. Yeah. So, but Thursday night is all the live streamed weigh-ins and press conferences. Cool. So that's all the like lead up to it of like weigh-ins, press conference. Her aunt. This the one thing about this is her aunt is a rough and rowdy champion. Her name's Cherry Bomb. She's just a little oh, redhead lady. Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah. Cherry Bomb before. So that's her aunt, and that's who's training her. She's not a good boxer. She just, like, throws her hands. Yeah. She's not good. So I don't know how well – I don't know what her training looks like. I can't say anything about it. I've seen her aunt fight. She's not She's not great. Like, she's yeah. not a good boxer. Yeah, she's, it's not It's not Vicky Dorico or one of the others yeah, in there that's like, trained. Right. She's just, like, throwing stuff around, hoping it lands. Um I watched her press conferences. She shoves. She shoves in every press conference. She just like. Yeah. Which means I know this girl is going to come in with like just some like. Something crazy. Yeah. If that happens, I hope you watch. I hope you watch that live stream. Okay. I'll we send will. it to you. Yes. If please that do. happens, if homegirl shoves me, it's on site. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right then and there. That That's like bare knuckle shit right there. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's fine. <laughs> I'm getting all worked up for nothing. I'm getting all worked up for nothing. Oh, yeah. Well, when people go to find you, your Instagram is what? Ireland Gabriella? Right? My Instagram, everything is Ireland Gabriella with one L. Um, all the rough and rowdy stuff will be up there. I'll have all the links up there, all the like pay per view, probably the fight highlights afterwards. Sick. Hopefully, a photo of me in the ring with a belt. Yeah. I get to bring a belt home if I win. No shit. Yeah. Big old rough and rowdy belt. Yeah. Sick. Hoping to bring it home. Uh, we'll be at, if I win, we'll be at the Barstool Bar Saturday night. Okay. At 10 o'clock. Sweet. Celebrating the big win if you want to come hang. Sweet. I'll be down. I'm actually out of town in Florida this weekend. Oh, but we will send Sweet Boy. We'll be in town, I believe. Yeah. So we'll send we'll send Sweet Boy and some I'll of our see you there. some of our some of our folks. Maybe Sweet only, Boy, only Nikki if I win, T. Though. Don't come yeah. if I don't maybe, win. Maybe, I will not be around. Maybe maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe Sweet Boy, Trayvon, or Nikki T. will send out some of our. 
I may leave the state if I lose. Oh, who knows? I might be there playing that morning. You never know. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just there the other day playing. Oh, oh, sweet boy. Well, Ireland, it's been so much fun having you. Thank you for um, having I'm me. It's glad so we, fun. you're somebody that's been watching me do this podcast or listening back in yeah, the day. Um, long time. To now we're we're doing this shit yeah. and uh, it's fucking awesome. And I wish you the best of luck. Thank and you so much. Look forward to watching you in there. Thank and, you so much. Um, you're gonna kill it for real. I'm so excited. Thank I'm you. I'm so excited for you. We all be sure to tune in the rough and rowdy. Um, by the time we're putting this out tonight, uh, jump on YouTube, look up rough and rowdy, go to buyrnr.com. Definitely worth it. Watch our girl Ireland Broadway Gabriella uh, doing her thing in there, going up to Willing, West Virginia, representing our great city of Nashville, Tennessee, and bringing the belt back. Um, we're thinking she's going to do it. Do they have betting on this? That is the big question right now. I don't know. Because I know Barstool just got out of their thingy. So right. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know the rules on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> off the record, I do know. Off the record, there are some things happening. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Sweet. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, um, but definitely be sure to tune in. Follow all girl, um, Ireland Gabriella. She's always posting some great shit on TikTok and lives one of the most interesting lives that I know here in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, been like a little sister to me for a long time. So it was awesome to have her on. For Sweet Boy Behind the Camera, I'm Matt Perot. Oh, I forgot to talk about the sponsors. Um, we got to give a shout out to our friends, Big Friendly Productions, Saxman Studios, our boy Wales with Whaletail Media, and our boy Mitch Wallace with The Digital Marketing Agency. You want to find out more about us, visit RaisedRowdy.com. For Girl Ireland, for Sweet Boy Behind the Camera, my name is Matt Perot. This has been Outside the Round. For too long, I ain't never been the best at saying I love you to a girl I love. Only got a couple tricks on my sleeve, they usually just make them leave.